This week on The Reverse Stick, we jump aboard the coaching roundabout as we join Jaspreet Sani from Delhi. We also have the latest from the Euros with the winners crowned and it's giveaway time once again. Yes, you are listening to The Reverse Stick. My name is John Lee and I'm joined, as I am every week, by my co-host Matt Allen. And isn't the grass smelling great at this time of year, Matt? Uh, you know, I was just thinking about what I was going to say for my intro there, John, and uh, my week is full of trepidation. It's uh, grand final time coming up this weekend. We're not going to talk too much about ourselves this week. There is a little bit of sad news to tell, um, but we'll crack straight on, eh? Oh, we shall indeed. You. So straight into the news this week then, and of course we've had the wrap on the Euro 21s in Valencia for the men and the women, and the champions have been crowned, and surprise, surprise, we've got double Dutch once again, so that means the men's and women's Euro champions and the men's and women's under 21 Euro champions are all from the Netherlands this year, and uh, they must be jumping with joy in Amsterdam at the moment. Well, four teams in essentially four tournaments and you go home with four gold medals yeah just incredible stuff so they uh took out the uh in the men's side of things the final against uh, the belgians it was a 2-2 draw at full time and they won the the shootout there and the bronze medal wasn't played in the uh, men's division there was an illness um issue between uh, sorry amongst the the spanish camp so under medical um, orders, the, the Spanish team weren't allowed to take part in that bronze medal match, so the game was automatically awarded to the Germans. And just to finish off on the men's there, Portugal and Ireland, uh, the two teams that are, have dropped out, and they'll, they'll go into the B division, they'll miss out on the next Junior World Cup because of that. Um, the Irish needed to uh, win by 18 goals in their final game against uh, Portugal to have any chance yeah. of, of retaining their spot. They got a 12-1 win. Um, not a bad result, but it wasn't enough to keep them in the uh, in the tournament there. A nightmare result for everybody, the sickness thing, isn't it? For organisers, for the players, supporters, for everybody, it's a worst-case scenario. Yeah, look, and it gets even worse, and we'll get on to that when we talk about the women's side of things in a moment. Just to finish off on the on the guys, the the main awards there, uh, Burkhart and Cowan both scored the um, both um, won the top goal scorer awards with 11 apiece there. Uh, goalkeeper of the tournament was Charles Massey from Belgium, and uh, player of the tournament from England was a gentleman called Rhys Smith. So on to the women's side of things. Did uh, you, just before we move on to the women, did you see much of the tournament? Because we were lucky enough once again to get it, it streamed in in lovely, uh, fast, full-motion internet streaming. Yeah, I, did. I got the early games. The, the night games were falling sort of way too early in the morning, so I'll be honest, I yeah. wasn't that in, into it to get up at sort of four in the morning to go and watch the games. There was some sensational Oh, some, 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 some super games, the ones I saw. It was a bit disappointing, I guess, for the teams that had the majority of their games on pitch two because the pitch two games weren't televised. It was only the, the ones on, on pitch one. And... Uh, you, you've made comment to me in the past that you, you don't really like watching the games without any commentary. Um, and obviously, mm. you know, we, we lack commentary most of the games there. So um, that was a bit disappointing. But look, to have have that available to view was just sensational. But so, onto the women. Yeah, onto the women sort of thing. So, yeah, the, the Dutch ladies got up there as well. Uh, they had a 6-0 win in the final over Belgium. Uh, in the bronze medal match, uh, England took the bronze with a 3-2 win over the Germans. And as it stands at the moment, uh, the final game wasn't able to be played between Ireland and Spain. Uh, once again, the sickness there in the women's camp. 
which leaves it all rather on a knife edge at the moment for Ireland. There's a, a good piece on the uh, the hook hockey um, blog from Leinster Hockey in Ireland, um, which has got a bit of an explainer on there about it. But uh, the, it's gone to the EHF, and uh, there's no nothing set in the rules for an, uh, an exa- you know something like this happening. So. At the moment, uh, there's one one team dropping out of that women's tournament because there's only seven teams involved in the first place. One side will drop out. That's going to be somebody between Ireland, Spain and France. Ireland at the moment are the bottom side and adrift of the other two. Both have got a win apiece. Ireland, uh, Ireland need to get a win from this final game against Spain uh, by enough goals as well to then get over Spain and get over get over France. Um, but as I said, there's there's nothing in the rules to... Um, to take into account a situation like this. So it, as it is now, it's going to the next EHF um, board meeting and the decision will be made there on, on what happens with the result. Do you have another? Do you have a playoff? Um, there's, once again on the Hook uh, blog that they mentioned where you've got problems like do you have to keep the same 16 players? Can you bring other players in? Do you, the Irish have got a girl who plays over in the States. We, you know, we heard that from um, the girls last week on the podcast. So does she have to interrupt her season? Can you bring other players in? It could work in the favour of somebody like Ireland that had three or four players that are under-21s but playing uh, full national. Uh, could they then slot in because they're available to play those games? There's a myriad of problems and, and issues with it. But it would be unfair, It would, you know, you'd think, to just toss a coin. The other thing that I've read as well is that, well, hang on a minute, the precedent has surely been set on the men's side of things because Germany were awarded the bronze medal without Spain having an opportunity to play for that bronze medal. So which is more important, winning a medal or saving your status in, with, within that group? Well, it, it seems to be that the decisions made by the tournament directors there is that it's more, it's more important about your status within that group as to whether you, you win a medal or don't win a medal. Bearing in mind, for some of those Spanish guys, that might be the only opportunity in their hockey, to, hockey careers to win a medal at that kind of level of hockey. I think what you're also talking about is there's a two-tiered system of um, a, a, a reward for these tournaments. So you've got, okay, you go to a tournament, you play in the tournament, and you win it or you come third or whatever. That, that, that's a reward in itself, and that's why players go along to them, because essentially you want to cut, do as well as you want in the tournament. But there's this other level of reward that's going on that involves places in other leagues, other tournaments, where your world rankings sit and all this sort of stuff. So it, it, if it was just on the basis of that tournament, well, it's a bit of tough luck but bad luck. But because so much else rests on these results, it then becomes a nightmare, especially for administrators. That's right. Well, it's the knock-on, isn't it? So these, these guys could potentially... Well, somebody's going to miss out on an opportunity to go to the Junior that's World right. Cup. And that's, that's, a, that's a bigger um, reward than maybe coming third or fourth at that tournament. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting. So you know, we'll wait and see what comes out of the EHF. Good luck, because uh, I wouldn't want to be making that decision. No, and it's you know, someone's got to someone's got to miss out with it, um, or you know, yeah, it's 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 a tough decision to to take. Um, what what would you do? What would I do? Oh, I'd I'd have a big meeting and discuss it first for everybody. <laughs> so I made them all feel as though that they were they were part of the process, and then I would just make my mind up for myself. <laughs> Well, we'll, um, we'll get on shortly to talking about a big meeting because um, I'm sure there was plenty of people involved with the big meeting um, 
uh, with Hockey India and decisions made there. We're going to talk about just finally, mm-hmm. just, yeah, just no, just going to finish off um, on your award winners there on the women's side of things at the Euro 21s. Um, it was uh, went two ways for top goal scorer Yibi Janssen from the Netherlands and Marine Veen from the Netherlands, who also picked up the best player of the tournament and goalkeeper of the tournament for the women was Elodie Picard from Belgium. Um, tough luck to the Irish girls there. Um, we were really willing you on and hoping that you'd get, get some results on the board. Um, unfortunately, didn't get a win and, and missed out on playing a fourth game. I did see that, that you enjoyed a, a seven versus seven scratch match or something, something of the like, um, to, to round out the tournament there. Oh, just one more thing before we, uh, we move on to our featured interview this week. Uh-huh. Uh, it's our first return interview too, by the way, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the FIH has made an announcement they've appointed German Delft Ness as a new marketing and communications director. That's a, a new position they've created, so he's slipping in there, I suppose, somewhere near the top of the FIH there, and it'll be interesting to see what role he takes and, and how he goes, yeah, what happens, if, there's, if there are major changes, if we notice anything. But one thing I will say, I mean, can't really comment about... I don't know the fellow, and I'm not really aware of what he's done in the past as far as marketing and all those sorts of things. I'm sure they wouldn't appoint an idiot, so he's obviously got some sort of idea about what he's doing. But he has a background in hockey. He's a former German youth international, so he has some idea about the sport, and I think that's a really proactive thing for the FIH to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as we are hockey people, we like to see good hockey people in the the important hockey roles around and about because we feel like there's a genuine understanding um, of the game. And by that, I mean you've probably come up through a club system. Uh, you know what it's like to be part of a club. You've you've operated through, you know, potentially through higher level hockey. Um, but essentially, you get what hockey people are about. And I think we're very similar the world over. And uh, the the spirit that you get out of hockey clubs is is something which is important to have if you're looking to be a leader within our sport. Well, one thing I did note with some interest is that he did his tertiary education in the United States. He has um, uh, a fine arts degree from University of Arizona and a master's from uh, Boston in television economics. And so he's also been exposed to the big American market. He'd have under some sort of understanding about the, the sports market, etc. in America. Now, we've spoken off air, Matt, perhaps not on air about this, but the model that the American hockey is working towards at the moment is really a good model and one that perhaps the rest of the hockey world should take a look at and try and adapt for themselves. And they've had, what, they have 27,000 players and they're able to generate what they do. Yeah, $10, $10 million there or thereabouts. When we had Simon Hoskins yeah. from uh, USA Field Hockey, we got, got a real sense of that passion for the marketing and an understanding that um, you know, if, we, if we want Hockey Pro League to be a success, this is the way we've got to do it, this is the way we've got to package it. Absolutely, and, and that could be a very important market for hockey going into the future if that small amount of people can... You know, energise themselves to start generating what they're generating. You know, what would a hundred thousand Americans be to hockey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, just uh, one point. I'm going to stop saying absolutely. That's uh, we're on a count at the moment of about five per show. My wife tells me. Yeah, I was going to say, did Mara say that? (laughs) So, um, if yeah, if we might have to start a drinking game in the future for every time he says absolutely. But my apologies. How about absolute? Absolutely. Oh, just absolute. (laughs) 
So, joining us once again down the line from Delhi is Indian sports journalist Jazz Preet Sani. Jazz, good morning slash afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, just about noon here. The reason uh, we're talking to you today is we've just got the news out of India that uh, another coach has bitten the dust. Um, and there's, yeah. a, there's a few stories going around. What can you tell us about the situation? See, uh, the situation as of now, um, it's a mixed response. Uh, some of the people say that it's wrong timing. Uh, some say that it's just about in the nick of time that uh, Hockey India realized that uh, Roland had nothing more to offer Hockey India or Indian hockey. So uh, it's a mixed response so far here. Um, but if you ask for my take, uh, I would say that Hockey India woke up a little late uh, in realizing that uh, Roland was well past his sell-by date. Um, it was, in fact, after Rio 2016 when we finished eighth, and that too because of the format, not because uh, we played decently. Uh, the Hockey India should have reacted at, at that moment and uh, taken a call. It would have been better because the new coach would have had already one year with the team and with the World Cup coming now, uh, it will be a slightly lesser time for the new coach. But I don't think... Uh, it's very less, but still a year to go for the World Cup, more than a year. So I think uh, a good coach coming in uh, in another month should be fine. Now, I've, I've read in the past that one of the things people have found as an issue is that with chopping and changing the coach so many times, it takes it very it makes it very hard for uh, the players to bed down to a new style and a new system. What do you think? Right. The, what, what do you think the direction will be, both with regard to that system and? Any potential um, predecessors there for, for Roland? See, um, as far as players are concerned, yes, I agree uh, that they have to, they might have to press the undo button on whatever Roland did and might have to redo again whatever the new coach says. But the basic thing remains the same and uh, the core group is the same, fortunately, which will help because these players have played together for. The, the 35 players who are in the core group, they have played together for the last uh, year or so. Uh, where uh, David John is very progressive with his thinking is uh, um, inducting the juniors who won the World Cup last year uh, into the senior squad um, pretty rapidly so that they uh, can get a taste of the real thing at the top level. Um, uh, that is actually where the differences occurred between uh, David and Roland, and David has admitted that. Uh, that uh, there were differences on selection between Roland and him, uh, especially after the last tour of Europe where uh, nine of the juniors were picked, which was uh, the biggest chunk included in uh, a single senior Indian team. Uh, Roland uh, reportedly, I have been reliably told, that uh, objected to that and uh, went as far as saying that this is not my team which is what went against him. And uh, I think Hockey India and David John took a strong note of that. So you, you mentioned, just for the listeners, David John's the high-performance director there um, at Hockey India. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so just looking into David's background, he's, he's come from a sports science background and was first involved uh, mm. with Hockey India as far back as 2011. Mm. Um, he obviously had a, mm. a fairly meteoric rise to the position of high-performance director. Uh, and mm. uh, John and I were talking about it before. It's when you get these uh, conflict in selection against a high, perform high performance director versus a coach, who wins? Mm. Uh, 
Uh, I don't think it was a coach of uh, it was a case of um, chief coach versus high performance director because Roland had been in that position earlier um, uh, with Hockey India. Um, but I think uh, to not include deserving juniors in the senior squad was uh, backward thinking on part of Roland, uh, which was not expected of him. He wanted to continue with his with his own core group of 20 odd players. And even if they failed, he tried to defend it, defend them, which was not expected of Roland, who has won and who has been, uh, who has coached an Olympic gold medal winning Netherlands team and has been a very uh, high-profile coach in the international hockey fraternity. Uh, to, for him to say uh, that he is against taking juniors in the squad and wants to continue with 20 of his own core group was. Uh, was something that was not progressive. It's not going to take hockey anywhere, um, Indian hockey anywhere, because uh, going into the World Cup next year, and there's still more than a year to go, I think uh, these juniors are going to be an integral part of the team. Because you saw in the last uh, European tour, uh, after losing to Belgium twice, how they came back and beat the full-strength Netherlands team back-to-back. And in in those six in those matches, six goals were scored, and out of those four were scored by the Junior World Cup winners. So um, it was quite evident that uh, this is the way forward, and it was shown in uh, Netherlands. But I don't think it was a case of uh, uh, David John versus uh, Roland Oltmans or high performance director versus the chief coach. It was a case of lack of progressive thinking on part of Roland and uh, progressive thinking on part of uh, David. Jase, it's also been reported that uh, there were some senior players consulted about this and that they felt as though there had been players allowed to uh, stay in the team but not perform at the standards required. Is this as much part of it as not allowing the juniors to come up? Um, could be. I'm, I, I, I haven't had a word on this from anybody. Uh, but yeah, Manpreet, uh, Sardar and Srijesh were part of that uh, uh, meeting, three-day-long uh, meeting, marathon meeting that went on at the end of which Roland was asked to step down. Um, uh, obviously, there would have been voices raised by these three because these are the senior guys of the team. And uh, they must have uh, told uh, the authorities or the Hockey India what was going on. I'm sure they must have because... Uh, I think they, uh, especially Srijesh, Manpreet and Sardar, they, um, they want to take the team forward and they know that it's not going to happen if uh, the old legs are uh, dragged on. Interestingly, uh, Sardar himself finds, himself finds himself in the middle of that because his performance has also been questioned over the last uh, year or so. So, uh, actually, uh, these juniors are uh, close on his uh, heels as well. His place is also under threat. So um, I'm not sure what he must have said or had had said, but uh, yeah, um, these three must have told in as many words what was going on in the team. Do you think that they'll take a broom to the team as far as selections go or that they'll let things settle with the new coach and see how it goes from there? No, I don't think there will be a broom because uh, uh, I don't think that's the right word to use because... uh, Senior, it has to be a mix of seniors and juniors. You can't just uh, do away with all the seniors and induct all fresh faces. It's not going to help you because there has to be someone in the team who has to guide these youngsters. That's why nine of these were taken on the European tour. 
so that they get to learn while being in company with the, some of the seniors. Um, but yeah, going forward, uh, the progressive way is going to be to induct juniors as soon as possible in the senior squad. Uh, but I don't think that all the seniors will be done away with. But yeah, some of the non-performers will be uh, axed from the squad. And we'll be chatting more to Jaspreet Sani here on The Reverse Stick very shortly. We'll have part two of that interview coming up for you. And, of course, you can get the whole interview downloaded, listen to it wherever you like from the website, www.thereversestick.net. Look for the Featured Interviews tab. And, uh, Matt, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the in the show at the beginning about how great the grass is smelling, how white the lines are on the ground at this time of year, because for us here in Australia, it's grand final time. That's right. It's uh, it's the pointy end of the season down under, and I don't know that across the northern hemisphere, everyone's hard at work in their pre-season training at the moment. Has been a lot of finals going on in Argentina, I've noticed. That's right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's the, oh, here we go. There's another absolutely. That's one finger for somebody there. Oh, that's my absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Mara. No, no, no. That was mine. <laughs> Double absolutely. Um, yeah. So competition time. So um, we've got a neat little uh, prize to give away this week, and uh, what it is, it's uh, signed Australia. Uh, singlet signed by three of the Hockey Roos, who I managed to corner the other night. Uh, so big thanks to Carrie McMahon, Ashley Fay, and Maddie Ratcliffe, who've all lended their signature to uh, a nice little size eight kids uh, Australia hook into hockey singlet. So that's up for grabs this week, and we thought that might be uh, a good way to do it to celebrate us getting into finals is to get you guys to send in your best team celebration photo. Doesn't have to be from this season, can be from the past few years. Um, and you can send that through on Twitter to us. You can send it through our, our Facebook uh, page, both forward slash the reverse stick, and or you can email it through to us. And uh, so the best one that we judge, we'll we'll put them all up on our, our social feeds anyway. But the best one that we judge, we'll send this singlet through to your club, and uh, so your club can then use that as you know maybe as a, a prize for a, a junior, or you want to chuck it in for a raffle, or you know you be creative with it and see if you can raise some cl- club funds with it. Use it however you wish. Um, but yeah, so uh, get those photographs into us and. Uh, You've got to be in it to win it. Yes, admin at thereversestick.net. That's the email address. But send those photos in and uh, we'll, we'll share them all out with you and we can all celebrate together. And now it's time to get to part two of our interview with Jaspreet Sani and a little bit more coaching talk and we'll get on to a couple of other things as well. And here he is, Indian hockey and sports journalist Jaspreet Sani. You mentioned just before about the contrast in fortunes and the European Tour and um, how the team managed to rise to the occasion twice to beat the Dutch. Now, it, it strikes me that you look at all of the the most recent coaches, the, the win-loss ratio is, is all pretty much similar. And it seems to be the big games, the, the, teams, the, the Indian team managed to rise to the occasion and play some just incredible hockey. But when, it's, when they think they might have a win, you know, bearing in mind the losses to Canada and Malaysia, um, when they think they've got an edge, then they just don't quite perform. And it, it strikes me that it's, it's not a physical thing, it's not a skill thing, it's a psychological thing. Yeah, it is a psychological thing because they have lost to Malaysia and Kuala, and Kuala Lumpur, not Kuala Lumpur, Ipoh, uh, where they had to beat them to reach the finals. They couldn't. And then in uh, London also, they had to beat Malaysia in the quarterfinals to reach the semis. They couldn't. 
they lost to canada and finished 7th so all these results have been taken into account and uh, uh, interestingly on all these occasions uh, roland like, tried to defend the seniors which is was which is what wasn't expected you have to call a spade a spade if somebody is not performing you have to say it in as many words and for me uh, the the review of that tournament which finished in uh, june right which finished in 25th of june i guess so it and then the review happened only in august end of august yeah. so i think hockey india took a, a bit longer to review it as well it should have been done maybe uh, two weeks uh, of that tournament and decision should have been taken then uh, maybe we uh, in that in that way we have would have got more time to hire coaches now the thing is that most of the international teams they have hired the best in the market till the t2 2020 world uh, olympics and now we will be uh, india will be left with very few choice choices to uh, choose from so let's see who all apply Yeah, well, this is it. I, I did say that the, it's gone out to tender, so you can apply for the job, and that's, I guess, to anybody around the world that thinks they might want to take on the role. Um, is is it likely that we might see Harendra Singh take up the role, and we go with an Indian coach that's done a lot of good work with that junior group, um, who obviously uh, lost his job not too long back, or? Will the Australian connection, and bearing in mind we've got David John there, we've got Elena Norman there, will the Australian connection mean that we could see an Australian coach coming into the role? You would like that? Oh, I don't know. It's probably enough Aussies <laughs> over there as it is. I don't think it matters <laughs> yeah, who it is, does it, Jazz? And it, I, I, I'm not sure it matters where they are, who they, where they're from. It's it, it's going to be their per, that person's ability to adapt to Indian hockey and Indian hockey's ability to adapt to what that person's trying to bring. Well, Harendra has said um, some pretty bold stuff about how how if he takes t- t- uh, charge of the team, the results that will come out. Yeah. So he's certainly bullish about the uh, position. He's he's very keen. I I have had a word with him just. a few words not much time i got to talk to him but whatever i did he uh, he was very keen uh, he is very keen to um, for the role to take up the role because he missed out on the junior role also he did not apply he missed the application so this time he was he was saying that i'll make sure at least he applies and what happens after that so that nobody has a uh, can say that he did not apply how, how could we consider him so that's one thing and the other thing is that i don't see that i if you ask me personally my personal point of view would be that uh, uh, india need not look uh, beyond harendra at this point because if you see uh, he worked with the junior world cup uh, squad from 2014 onwards so it's been he worked with them for last 3 years and it's going to be those boys who are going to play for india over the next 10 years or so so and he knows them inside out so and they are uh, ha- almost half of the Uh, they will be almost half of the squad that plays the hockey world league i guess so i think uh, harendra who knows the system who is an indian who knows inside out what what these guys uh, are good at what need to be worked upon uh, how the best can be extracted of them i think india need not look beyond uh, harendra but i think there will there will be some other uh, faces who will throw their ring into the hat i think uh, jay stacy will be one of those um i have a strong uh, uh, i have a strong feeling that it's going to boil down between stacy and uh, uh, harendra of course both of them have to apply because stacy did a very good job with dabang mumbai i guess he was their coach and uh, took them to the finals of the hockey india league last year yeah so uh, so i think um, 
uh, it's going to boil down between those these two but uh, maybe lammers from uh, netherlands and uh, greg clark from south africa who has been in the indian system before uh, they might also apply so uh, these four candidates come into my mind uh, who are going to be uh, primarily looked at by hockey india Just, has Hockey India traditionally been proactive in the development of coaches or has it been something they've just allowed to generate organically and hope that someone pops up? Um, see, um, as I think the, uh, the, one of the requirements of uh, the application um, for the coach of uh, new for the new coach of the Indian team is uh, that he should be uh, accredited by the FIH. Uh, coaching system and i think only harendra fits into that uh, criteria in india i don't i if i might be wrong but as i think there is no one else who fits that criteria so he might be the only indian applying for the job uh, if if uh, that criteria is stringently followed and uh, uh, what was your question again i was i was asking about how proactive hockey india had been in the development of its own coaches see uh, on that front i think a lot needs to be done still uh, there hasn't been much work in terms of developing coaches uh, everything that happens happens with uh, uh, happens in patiala which where the where there is the national sports institute so uh, there the coaches are developed but i think uh, it needs to be done uh, on a more in a more scientific way uh, which is where we, our coaches are lacking currently and uh, Uh, that's where uh, when you compare uh, the coaches of NIS Patiala to AIS uh, in Australia um, the scientific part uh, or, or the lack of knowledge on the scientific part is what stands out and uh, things have changed on that front even training has become scientific so i think our coaches uh, uh, need to be upgraded on that level and uh, not much work is being done in that regard as of now but yeah uh, a move has been made and maybe somewhere down the line we might have a coaching university in india also just uh just another name that i'd saw pop up in in the ring the other day was the uh the current coach of the indian women's team and i know that they're off to play a, a series in um in europe at the moment is there any likely of a switch over from the women's team to the men's team that will be ridiculous in on, in my book because the women's play their world cup in july and india are likely to get backdoor entry next month which is almost certain to happen so to and and short has been in the position only for the last 6 months or so so and he has mind you he has never coached the men's team before so and it's a whole together different ball game coaching a women's team and a men's team and on that front especially i don't think um he will even apply because he might uh, he might prove me wrong but i don't think so that hockey india should uh, consider uh, bringing in two new coaches because in that case the men's hockey men's team will also have a new coach and the women's team will yeah, also have yeah. a new coach so that that makes little sense to just displace both of your teams in fact uh, and as of now there ha- there is one coach that is handling the women's team he has put in some effort for the last 6 months that will all go waste again so it makes little sense to uh, disturb that setup and then bring him to a new setup where he will take time again to settle i don't think that makes any sense 
Well, it's certainly eyes are all on India once again to see what happens. I found it interesting that there's been more reported in the press over uh, the sacking of the manager than anything with regard to the demise of Hockey India League and pulling out of uh, the Pro League and all that sort of thing. Um, just, I guess, on a, on a brighter note, moving away from the coaching side of things, I did spot uh, last week or the week before that SV, Sunil and Sadar had both uh, picked up uh, awards back home. Could you tell the listeners yeah. a little bit about what they have won and, and what those uh, what the status of those awards is? Yeah, the Sardar Singh won uh, the Rajiv Gandhi Khel Ratna, which is uh, the highest sporting honour in India, which is given to uh, the most meritorious athletes uh, across sports in India every year. And this year, uh, Sardar Singh won it along with uh, Paralympian Devinder Jhajariya. These two won those uh, Rajiv Gandhi uh, Khel Ratna and uh, uh, among, the, among the hockey players it was SV Sunil who won the Arjuna Award which, is, which was given to 17 players this time um, and Arjuna Award is, uh, is the second most prestigious uh, sports award in the country so these are the two awards uh, won by Sardar as well as uh, Sunil and well deserving because they have served uh, Indian hockey for a long time and um, and have done laurels to the brought laurels to the country. Uh, nothing denying that, but uh, there comes an end to every player's life, and uh, every player admits it. Uh, as of now, what I last talked with Sardar, he told me that his body is responding well to the demands, changing demands uh, of it, it's changing demands, and he's working according to that. And um, uh, he he very categorically mentioned that if he has to extend his career uh, career until uh, the 2020 Olympics, he will have to pick and choose tournaments, which was very sensible of him uh, if he wants to last that long. But for that also, he will have to perform really well because uh, the juniors are very close on in, on his heels and um, especially Harjeet Singh, who play, the junior World Cup winning captain who plays in the centre-half position. He is becoming a regular in the squad. So, um, Sardar Singh will have to pull out all stops and uh, make sure that age is just a number. Jazz, uh, did so that award that Sadar won is, was he up against people like M. S. Dhoni or the, I can't remember the name of the current Indian cricket captain off the top of my head? Did he win that over cricketers? See, cricketers win NF awards, so don't worry, they will win it. <laughs> I, I think that's an outstanding achievement to win an award that a cricketer was eligible for. Hmm, they will, Dhoni will get it. He, he need not worry. Sachin <laughs> Tendulkar. <laughs> Sachin Tendulkar has got Bharat Ratna, but Dhyan Chand hasn't. So don't worry about Dhoni. So there's a sliding scale. I did see that Sadar had won the Arjuna back in 2012. So you know you can you can go higher and higher up the awards ladder. Ah. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, uh, and one more thing I wanted to bring up with you just quickly before we let you go, Jazz. Uh, a friend of mine ran a yeah. theory past me the other night, and he said, you know what? Indian Hockey League will go ahead and they'll just pay players more than that players will be able to say no to. Have you heard anything about some sort of theory along those lines? As of now, uh, Hockey India, nothing's being talked about Hockey India League because uh, this coaching thing has uh, uh, put a shutter down on every other issue and everybody is concentrating on getting a new coach and everybody is interested in reported about, reporting about it. But as of now, even the franchises are uh, are not saying a word about Hockey India League. And uh, I think it's just a cooling off period for the league. And next year, once the World Cup is over, the buzz will be back.
look, Jazz... Whether it happens or not. Yeah, well, let's hope it does. Jazz, thanks for joining us this afternoon. It's been great to talk to you again. It's been great talking to you as well, guys. And uh, have you uh, your favourite team playing at the moment, are they? My favourite team was Netherlands and they swept European champions. <laughs> <laughs> four from four. Yeah, they swept it. Clean sweep. Did you get to catch much of it there in India? Was it uh, available on the net? Yeah, it was available on the net. So I saw um, I saw Netherlands only and uh, I saw the Netherlands-Belgium match also. But uh, I thought Belgium are going to give them tough competition. And they did. But uh, in the end, it was all Netherlands. And I think they have uh, blown a bigel for the World Cup to present their challenge that they are going to be the team to beat. And what about Kemperman's goal? Uh, I missed it, but I've heard that it was great. Um, if you can send me the video, I'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Jazz. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to speaking to you again. Thank you so much, guys, and I look forward to joining you again as well. Cheers, Jazz. And that was our good friend Jazz Sani, Indian hockey and sports journalist, talking about the latest developments there with the Indian coaching role and perhaps looking ahead to the future for Indian hockey, at least in the short term as well. Yep, great to get the inside knowledge, and that's our man on the ground for the reverse stick there in Delhi, Jazz Sani. <laughs> So you have some feedback, Matt? Uh, yeah, I've just got a little bit, a little bit of feedback. Um, well, kind of feedback. I was at our local hockey stadium the other night, and uh, a young lad, Tady, came up to me, and we were having a little chat, and he said to me, Tady. So, uh, Tady, he said, uh, so how was Europe? And I went, sorry, what, what do you mean? He said, uh, yeah, you know, Europe. I said, I don't know what you mean, mate. He said, uh, well, you know, you've been interviewing people in, not in Germany and around and about, and I went, oh, right, oh. Oh, so you listen to the podcast, <laughs> and uh, he, he said, "Well, yeah, 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 kind of." And I said, "Well, what, what do you mean, kind of?" And he said, "Well, I was round at a friend's uh, workplace the other day, and uh, he, I was there to do some work." And he said, "I'll just sit down a minute," and, and he played the podcast to him, and he, I gave him a little smile and went, "Okay, I'll, I'll get back to work." He said, "No, you won't. You'll sit there and you'll listen to this." <laughs> so you know, we've got us thinking a little bit about. Um, you know, you might enjoy listening to the podcast. You, you might be back for episode uh, 13 now. And uh, if you've got somebody that you want to listen to, it's quite easy. Just lock them in a room and, uh, and, and force them to listen to it's it. It's certainly an incentive to get them to work. I would put it that way. Well, no, he wanted to go back to work. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he to, so in a way, he's probably our first sponsored listener. <laughs> now, just get back to the competition for a, a minute before we leave. Our, our Hockey Roos signed shirt, which... Um, you managed to procure the other night using your charms on the young ladies? Yeah, yeah, but yeah something like that. Uh, but yeah, so what we've got to do with that, remember we're, we're celebrating finals time, so send in your best team celebration photograph to us. Um, and uh, yeah, send that off, and that might be something useful for your club to, to raise a few bucks or a few pounds or whatever, whatever it might be, whatever your local currency is. Twitter, Facebook, post them there or send us an email, admin at net. That's right. And if you're on iTunes, please do give us a review on there. If you didn't know, your reviews are separated by country on there. So we could do with building up a few in the UK and Ireland. The same for you, Canada. Thanks Argentina. To F- uh, yeah, thank you. And thanks to FH Umpires for our sole review on the Canadian iTunes. We appreciate that. You do Absolutely. some great, great work on Twitter. 
And just before we leave you today, I did mention some sad news at the top of the show. That sad news has unfortunately affected my co-host sitting opposite me. John, tell us what you did. Oh, well, ten minutes to go in the prelim final. We're winning. Went through and won the prelim final, but unfortunately my finger didn't make it to the end of the game. Stick or ball? Uh, Stick on stick with finger in between. Ouch. Yeah, not the best, but look... My, my partner's away this weekend. She's visiting family on the other side of the country. So I'm officially available. <laughs>